0: In this episode of The Full Nerd, Ryzen Failures, and NVIDIA goes to Rerun Mode. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 168. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkis. Hello, Internet. Elena Yee is on vacation this week. She's not saying anything unless she's in the chat, which she is. And Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the vertical and horizontal.
1: Uh, it's true, and uh, I'm also testing out a $400 webcam right now uh, that comes with a remote. Have you, you guys, weird. Yeah, do either you, your, your webcams came with a remote? No. Look at this. I can. No. I can, I can change my settings. It just shows up right here on, on, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> on the. You know, thing. it actually shows on the overlay even. Exactly. All, yeah.
0: All it needs <laughs> is a little red blinking. Round red dot in the corner to tell you it's recording. Oh,
1: I know, right? Uh, and then yeah, so it's 4K and look how wide this thing goes. Jeez, like wow. there you go. You've got my whole my whole space <laughs> in view, but let's not do that. Probably punching into 720p here or something. Uh, anyway, yeah, always always testing. That's that's what we're always doing here. But uh, yeah, and I gotta say when when I got this is uh, the, what is it? The, oh crap! The, the Clear One Unite 54K. AF, I think, is the, the model number. Yeah, great name. Uh, when it came in the box, uh, sent... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The brand is Clear AF? No, no, no. It's brand? Clear One. Uh, clear One. Okay. <laughs> AF is to signify that it's uh, autofocus, but yeah. You
0: want to buy <laughs> our stuff? Because it's Clear a- <laughs> AF. Clear <laughs> AF. We can't say it because we're a family show, but yes, that's uh, that'd be the awesome brand, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, but I, I got to say, I, I opened up the box, and it worked right out of the box, Gordon, uh, unlike some of those AMD chips. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh, Adam, shots fired. Yes, of course, that is
0: the news of the day, because nobody else has got anything else to talk about. Uh, you want to you break it down, Brad, or you want me to break this down?
2: You can go ahead. I'll get the next one. Uh,
0: so basically, this kicked off, I think, on Friday, when a somewhat new... A system builder called Power GPU put out a tweet to its very large Twitter audience of in excess of 200,000, saying, "I'm looking at uh, a screen cap of Internet Archive that, luckily, uh, Michael Kahn over at Mag had grabbed. The failure, uh, the failure of new AMD CPUs are still too high. AMD Ryzen 5950X, 50 units, 8 DOA. 5900X, 50 units." Four DOA, 5800, 100 units, four DOA, 5600, 120 units, three DOA. We only had one dead Intel CPU. It was a 9700K in our time of business. DOA means dead on arrival. And of course, that kicked off a major, you know, cluster storm of like, what? Because now people are like, got very concerned you then had people say i had problems with it um i reached out to power gpu i've not heard from them but i do have uh apparently so it happened friday there were a lot of people that got concerned a lot of people around the world started talking to you know stores looking at other stats and stuff uh they did respond to michael Kahn over at pc mag uh because apparently, I think over the weekend, maybe Sunday, they ended up pulling the tweet and basically saying they were working with AMD. Uh, they did say to Michael Kahn at PC Mag, uh, I didn't want fanboys from both sides just filling up our, our timeline. I'm guessing there's a typo there. Uh, the, a company rep told PC Mag. Uh, to address the controversy, Power GPU is working with AMD to test out CPUs. The good thing, quote, the good thing is AMD really does care for our brand, and they want to help us and make sure our business continues forward, the company rep added. Although, obviously, by then it was a little late because now everybody's screaming at each other. Yeah, you tweet got about in, it. You got in to 220,000 people, you drop that flame bomb, and then you delete the tweet. And it's still going. Obviously, it's been several days. Uh, I think some people looked at it. Brad, you got some information from others that have uh, talked to vendors in their their nations?
2: Uh, oh, pardon me. I did not get much sleep last night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but one thing worth pointing out is uh, they also said that they're seeing three to five dead uh, B-550 and X-570 motherboards a week. So it wasn't just the chips. That was also part of it. But talking about the chips... Uh, like if you look at, there's a German site called mindfactory.de, I think it is. It's one of the, you know, whenever you see the, the articles online that's saying, oh, AMD or Intel is winning the retail race, often they cite these guys' figures. And they post their RMA rates of, you know, various products. And if you do the math, the stuff Power GPU says that that's a very high failure rate that Power GPU is claiming, especially for those 5950Xs. Uh, 6% across the total, I think, is what the, it worked out to. But in mine factory, nothing is even 1%, and they have a much larger data sample than PowerGPU does. And most of them are half a percent or less as far as RMAs and dead chips. So those are two significantly different numbers. Uh, I saw Overclock 3D spoke. They didn't name their sources, but they were speaking to industry sources of their own, Overclock3D.net, and they said that they. uh, Our source claimed that they had experienced no dead on arrival CPUs for the Ryzen 5000 series, a claim that makes Power GPU incredibly unlucky or our source incredibly fortunate. And uh, we haven't seen any claims of DOA Ryzen CPUs with consumers outside of those who managed to have their CPUs damaged in transit. And Yeah, like Amazon. I mean, that, uh, and there are going to be dead chips. Like what MindFactory's data says, like, you know, half a percent, one percent, that's totally within, like, bad, Every everything has failures. Uh, just anecdotally, like Gordon knows, we all, we all talk to system integrators and people at PC companies and component companies all the time. And whenever there are issues with failure rates, uh, they tend to mention it to us. Uh, yep. not necessarily on the record, not trying to burn any bridges or anything like that. Just saying, man, you should see, like, we got these new parts in and like one out of 10 are failing or something like that. Like they'll mention it to us and be like, I don't know what's going on here. Do you heard anything kind of a deal?
0: Uh, and I have heard
2: nothing like that from anybody so far.
0: Yeah. And I do want to point out, I think hard run box, talk to some Australian, Australian retailers, Yep. They're not seeing anything un- unusual. I did see an unsubstantiated tweet from somebody in Korea said they've talked to system integrators in Korea, South Korea, and they're they not seeing any issues as well. I also reached out to some system builders here on the state side that I talked to. Again, I'm not naming them because, you know, generally people don't like to disclose all the data. It makes them speak a little uh, more frankly. And I will also tell you, um, you then have to rely on, just like as it is with Hardware Unboxed or any of the other outlets, you have to rely on the reliability of the person telling you that permission. If you believe that I'm not just simply making this up, then you can believe it. If you don't, there's actually some very good stuff. Um I do want to point out, I should mention this before we go on any further. I did talk to AMD to get their official response. AMD did say AMD is looking into a claim by a custom PC builder. Regarding higher than expected failure rates, they are experiencing with Ryzen 5000 series desktop processors. We are unaware of any similar issues at this time, basically saying we ain't hearing that from anybody else. So I did talk to again, several vendors. I've got a couple other uh, queries uh, still out there, but the ones I did hear from. For
2: for what it's worth, before you go in, I just want to say that last line, we are unaware of any similar issues at this time. Like that's important because. They can't just lie. I mean, PR could lie to us, but these are big companies who can get sued in a second for any misstep, like Gordon always talks about on the show. Like they wouldn't state something like that if it wasn't true to
0: us right. is my yeah. belief, at least. Yeah. So everybody who believes that companies can simply outright lie like that, they can't. There's yeah. more cleverly ways to hide information, which can be done. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything there to indicate that. But let me just say I did talk to several vendors uh, again, I think one of the issues with the original Power GPU report is it's a extremely small sample size. What is like 300 some odd CPUs? That is a drop in the bucket. And I will say the vendors that I've talked to, let's say much, much larger. We're not talking Dell or Lenovo. Believe me, they're, they really hide their data. They don't really like to talk about this stuff, but other vendors, let's just say they move a lot more computers in them. Uh, first one, vendor X said no complaints and if failure rates hit 2% in a week, alarms go off and they, the person checked, nope, nothing. Uh, again, significantly larger than Power GPU, so no problems with their horizons. Uh, vendor Y, uh, also said, uh, they have seen no reports. Again, a decently sized system builder, much larger than Power GPU on quite a bit of a scale. No, there have been no reports out of the ordinary of failure rates of rising components. So, and basically no problems. Here's the interesting thing. One other vendor I talked to, Vendor Z, uh, they did have some issues. Uh, I will say this vendor is smaller. Uh, it is a custom PC builder. They basically said these numbers, but look, hang on. You got to listen all the way to the end of this. they Failure rates of Ryzen 5000 series has been 2.9%, Ryzen 3000, 3%, Threadripper 3000, 2.5%. Now, compare that to their Intel parts, uh, in a, which 9th gen, about 0.9%, Intel 10th gen, 1.2%. That sounds really scary, right? And it's not great, but... I'm gonna I wanna point out and his vendor says, like, look, we statistically we do move a lot of Intel parts, so so the sample size is much larger. But for their sample size of Ryzen parts, I will say it is definitely larger than what Power GPU is reporting. But that two point nine to three percent, two point five percent does I do need to point this out because this vendor says, Look, when we're saying these parts uh fail for us, it's because uh in production they're running these they they're doing the build they have the machine posted they do fully loaded uh system so they if they are selling a system they test it with all dim slots full heavily loaded you know uh, you trim the memory timings really low it basically everything running as you would expect it to with you know high performance memory modules and they basically are saying a lot of that that higher percentage of about 2.9 to 2.5 percent of amds that are failing it's because they're not really running when you're running fully loaded with with you know uh high performance memory and so they're this vendor is saying it's not like these things are just doa these are not doa parts they're just saying it's not meeting our standards for our customers so we're saying these aren't good enough to sell to our customers is what they're saying that is not the same as take it out of the box no post no post and it's also
2: um, half the rate that power GPU says,
0: like yeah, it, two point five percent,
2: three percent is half the rate, which is a big difference,
0: right? So, and I think what you're also seeing between larger system builders that probably sell lower margin, not really high end builds, the vast majority of people are not running running fully loaded uh, memory configs. So you're sort of seeing the difference, sort of bumping up that memory performance. But the vendor did say, yeah, I, you know, it does bum me out that. I'm seeing basically 1% on Intel fully loaded and I'm seeing basically three times out on an AMD system, but that is not the same as fully dead. So, but that's basically three US-based system integrators that are saying, mm, "We don't think it's a big issue." In fact, this vendor did say, "I think those numbers that, you know, we're seeing from that one vendor are overblown. They don't understand how that could happen." So, no. That's
2: huge. 6% failure rate for CPUs is massive.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, there, just to clear this up, uh, there's there's some um, some people confusing the chat. This uh, Power GPU is a, a system builder. They're not an outlet. Mm-hmm. They're not a. They're not reviewing things. This is. Uh, you know they're, yes. they're they're putting together boutique system builds and they're saying that these chips that they're getting is dead on arrival another thing people are confused about is like could it be drivers could they maybe put it into a motherboard that didn't have the right bios to <laughs> enable rise 5000 or something but that they're, they're saying the chips are dead on arrival like no stop yeah
2: well, that's, that's the way they phrased it in their tweet that they since deleted. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit more nuance than that. You can only fit so much into 240 characters or whatever, but yeah, basically they're no good for what they're want to use them for.
0: Yeah. No, it's, they're basically saying dead basically. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that kind of surprised people, uh, And they have since deleted it. They have not responded to us asking for its side of the story. You know, obviously saying they're um, talking with AMD now, but it does sound like, yeah, okay, maybe we got a little too. My, My read of it is they got a little too into the whole social media thing. Let's burn somebody. And I don't. You know, I, I'm not seeing that anywhere. We're not seeing that with the three vendors I talked to. I got a couple I, I more I, overseas. I don't know if
2: I would put that malicious intent behind it. No, uh, I don't think like malicious. If, they, if they have six percent failure rate, that's a big issue. Uh, something I'm not I don't deny their numbers like they could be making it up, but I have no reason to believe that they're making it up. Right. I don't think that they are. Uh, no, so something is clearly happening to them and they should try to figure it out. Uh, yeah, just maybe in a less public way.
1: Yeah, yeah I, and that's actually real quick. At eek forty four, gave us uh, forty five Danish crow. Thank you, uh, thank you so much. Said, why is it an issue? Just return it and get one that works. Uh, why? Why would they come out and kind of put this on blast so public?
0: I think, and again, that's what I was kind of getting at. There's a the newer generation is is very much. I'm going to run to Twitter first. You know, I think a lot of people are like, you know what? I'm going to not burn my partner because, frankly, you can guess. I'm going to bet AMD is not happy we're talking about this. Intel fans are like, hey, we get to rub it in your face now, right? And I think it's it's just not good. It's not a good look. But I do think it's sort of the vintage. They've been around for a couple years in business. It's just younger. The younger crowd tends to be more public about stuff. You get a bad hamburger at In-N-Out, you post a picture about it for me it's like oh man this just sucks you know? you'd be posting every hamburger yeah i'd be posting every hamburger but no no way what are you talking about There's <laughs> no, a good hamburger. i'm not an
1: in-and-out fan nope <laughs> but continue <laughs> hey, they're, they're good for the price that's what i always say okay. that they're okay. good for the price
0: <laughs> but i do think it's just simply that that age is like you just kind of like go with it i don't think you know of course i'm seeing that usual thing you know they basically said they deleted a tweet because like it's basically you're going to have fanboys on both sides of the aisle now come up and start sh- sniping at each other. I, I you know, I think when you you're so public about it, it's not a good thing, but I do think there is a different approach with some younger people who think everything needs to be public immediately without Let lim- me I don't lim- think lim- it has
2: necessarily first. anything to do with age, but I agree. It's yeah. there's
0: definitely some people who are Oh, I got a tweet more, about internet right now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's a social thing. I don't but again, I don't think there's anything malicious at all. You know, it's definitely they had issues with parts. Is it possible they had that I mean, you know, I mean I do want to point out the other thing too when they responded to Michael Kahn at PC Mag, uh, I know Michael Kahn. He's a good He dude. said He said, "You know what? As his part of his story he says, I had problems with my Ryzen 5000. He bought a Ryzen 5800X. Had all kinds of issues. Didn't know what was going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. He ended up finally RMAing it, which his advice is, by the way, go look it up. Don't throw away your box. If you throw away your box, trying to RMA your AMD processor is a problem, which surprising to me. But he says he basically reverted back to his three thousand part, no problems. His five thousand part basically was bad. Does that mean anything? It means that Michael Kahn got a bad CPU. It may mm. mean that Power GPU did get a run of. Bad GPUs, but again, you know, it's a very small sample size. And that tweet, to me, reading it,
2: like, to me, that's more of a tweet born out of frustration than anything else. Like, they're like, what's going on here? Like, we are expecting these orders in, and we have told people we'll make them
0: PCs, and now 6% of those aren't going to happen or whatever percent. Right. So. Yeah, and sometimes that does work. I, I, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this has happened in the past with companies where, the squeaky wheel is going to get attention. If you feel you're not getting attention from the company, you know, you got to make some noise, right? So, but yeah. what the, happened, the, I don't
2: know. The main reason we want to talk about it is one, because a lot of people are talking about it, but two, just to kind of put a rational spin on this, like you just heard everything that we said, Gordon talked to a bunch of people. We have the mind factory data. We've, we, we all talk to people in the industry and not to take away from what power GPU is experiencing, But the main takeaway from here for me is don't freak out. Don't be overly concerned about a Ryzen chip failing. That's the main reason why I want to talk about this, because that negative headline can spin out of control very quickly. And if anything, that power GPU experience is very
0: much the outlier compared to what most people are experiencing from what we've heard. Yeah, everybody has problems. The question is... How many, right? And it's yeah. hard. It's hard for any of us, you know. It's hard, even, you know, for reviewers to ever be able to tell because you have a sample of one. Even yeah. if you have a sample of five, that's fairly meaningless when you're talking about a part that is sold in the hundreds of thousands or millions.
1: So, well, not only do you have a sample of one, it's usually uh, pre-production or you know uh, something that's not necessarily right. off the uh, the final line. So. Yeah, because uh, people are, are talking about different outlets, like Hardware and Box did have a CPU that failed on them for like testing but, you know, they disclosed that they, they got a replacement, so I mean, it, these these things happen it it's, happens. It's different at different parts some people are saying, oh, it's Silicon Lottery maybe they just got a bad batch you know
2: Yeah, yeah. They could have just rolled Snake Eyes over and over again and that does happen, they could have just got that bad batch, but the question is always okay, is this an anecdote, is Michael Kahn's you know, CPU dying is power GPUs experience here. Is that an anecdote that applies to them, or is it evidence of something wider and more systemic? And I don't see any evidence, to my eye, as someone who just obviously does not have access to AMD's data. Uh, I don't think this is a deeper systemic issue at this point.
0: Yeah, uh, and believe me, if I think if it were <coughs> these vendors, shout. they would be they're the first ones to fire off you know text messages to people they know to bring the heat on on these companies and. It's, it's apparently I'm not seeing it and nobody else is so
1: um who's it uh, chris Niddle says uh if th- if this is true uh, what could be the cause of these failure rates uh, is amd pushing these chips too hard or is there something else going on too many cores on a ccx memory controller issues um like what what what's typically the the breaking point of a, a cpu do we know
2: it depends there's no set thing on that that would very <coughs> much depend and i would say like like i said i think It is happening to power GPU, but to me, I would look at their handling process is what my first reaction to that is in shipping process. Like to me, if they're having so much higher of an issue compared to everyone else that we talked to, there's probably something in their process there that, you know, needs to be fixed. And when it comes to the actual technical parts, what fails and chips and stuff like that. Or other parts, it, it depends. Like this is all sensitive electronics. It it varies from case to case.
0: Here's a here's an interesting information from uh, one of the vendors I talked about earlier. <clears throat> they're saying that again. Remember when we were talking about they're they're failing a chip. They're meaning this thing is not going to run fully loaded stress tests um, to to the standards for their customers. They basically say not really seeing any correlation with <clears throat> by TDP or core count. Like 10,900K uh, has a much lower failure rate than 10,850K. Uh, interesting. And, you know, because the 10,850K were sort of like mostly people believe were the bin versions of those 10,900Ks. And the, the threader per 3990X is much lower than its lower core count siblings. So, but the 5950X, the person did say, yeah, it is definitely, uh, they're seeing more with the 5950X, but admittedly fairly small. Sample size in this case, but it doesn't seem to have any correlation with uh, core counter TDP.
1: Okay, so no no reason to 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 hold off on buying parts if you find them just yet, if you find them, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, if you can find them, I would think probably the most complaint is like they can't get the things to sell, right? So
2: <laughs> Yeah, like I've been saying the past few episodes, I'm looking to get a 5600X one of these days, uh, and I still am. And I'm, I always hold my boxes anyway, but if I didn't, I wouldn't be overly concerned about holding on to the box. I don't think there's anything unusual going on outside of their specific experience.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I do think it, it's interesting to me because it you see this effect where you'll have a forum post, oh, my God, these things are failing. And then you'll have somebody that says, yeah, I had a problem with my 5900X. And then two other people say something. And if, and it's like a, it's weird. It's like a magnet effect where everybody has had an issue, suddenly comes in and they say, I have problems. And if you're an outside reader, you say, whoa, I see all these failures. But it really sometimes is just simply squeaky wheel. You had a problem. You're going to go post about it. But if you don't have problems, you don't go and yell. Nobody says like you had no problems, right? That's very typical. Mm -hmm. It's, would you say similar to the, remember the original 2080 TI launch? There were Mm -hmm. a lot of reports of failures. I know personally, uh, two people who have had 2080 who had 2080 ti's fail mm-hmm. um they were of course replaced under warranty immediately but was that overblown you know mm-hmm. uh, clearly 2080 ti's were not a, a high failure part it looks like but you know i don't know yeah. it's always hard to it's always hard to rely on rely on uh, uh anecdotal data right
1: yeah 100 percent. well yep. uh we, we got a another anecdotal data point here uh Dr. Ian Cuttress Tech Tech Potato who's in the chat. Says uh, he said thirty plus Ryzen chips, no issues. So that's one, why oh, they sent all point. the good chips to
0: Ian. Ah. They give they sent all the chip. Let me tell you, like, you got a good one to send to Ian. Well this one sucks. I'll send that one to Gordon. There's <laughs> all right. There's a should order. I put it in the, should I just put it in the foam envelope? Yeah, don't even worry about those pins. He can unbend them. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay. And in, in businesses, like I was talking about the handling process and stuff like that can make a huge difference. I used to work in industry for different things and we had an issue with a, all of a sudden this one product line was just failing constantly, failing constantly. It was a very sensitive product and it turns out the person who was transporting it from one room to the other room was wearing the wrong kind of gloves and that alone was able to cause a sky high product defect rate for what I was working on at the time. Uh depending on how they handle products in-house, I mean, if they're putting these in trays and not just leaving them in the box, if they're moving them around, like, all those kinds of things could make a difference. So, yeah, it could be anything.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe the delivery person is an mm-hmm. Intel fanboy. Just right? throws them. <laughs> yeah, and <that laughs> I will say... He spits on every single one. And, <laughs> you know, I it did it really sort of set some alarms off because they deleted that tweet immediately. It looked bad, but I do think, like the it immediately spun into from both sides like you had you had the intel side saying oh my god look at these problems and then you had the the amd side saying oh well maybe this company's being put up to it by intel i saw that i read that immediately of course and it's everything you expect i, I just kind of like everybody just needs to just chill out man yeah i
2: wouldn't hold this against power gpu either they've been an up-and-coming pc builder for a couple of years uh Like I said, this to me is a tweet born of frustration for them. There's clearly something going on and they need to figure that out. Like, yes, it probably could have been handled better, but I wouldn't even necessarily, you know, get mad at power GPU over this. I wouldn't get mad at Intel. I wouldn't get mad at AMD. Like this just happened. You shouldn't
0: worry about buying a Ryzen chip. Yeah. But the good thing is to have the right information. I think that is an important thing. So I think there's some people who think if you don't talk about it, it's better. But I do think. Putting good information out is better than just letting bad information fester. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we got a good question from the chat. Uh, Gary T's asking on YouTube. Uh, the their main question is, doesn't AMD check the CPUs uh, before they package and ship them up? Yeah, well, what is what is Q and A like that uh, on on CPUs? I know we we have a video that was filmed years ago about a motherboard factory tour, and we get people who comment all the time, like, "Wow, they didn't test every single motherboard. Uh, they they just." They're only taking, like, batches every few hundred or whatever. Uh, how, how how do they not test everyone before they come out? Do you know anything about the CPU testing?
0: I do not. Uh, that's actually a good question. Maybe uh, Dr. Ian cutchers has some insight into that. <laughs> but I'm going to guess it's, you know, they are probably, well, they are binned. I mean, they're, when you think about it, these modern chips, they can identify which cores are better, right? Like, they can say this clock, this core hits to a higher higher clock. This one's going to, you know, hit this multiplier, this is going to hit that multiplier. So they are probably well tested. I don't think it's going to again, they're not going to test it with memory low latency memory fully loaded, but it's they probably have pretty good insight into these parts. You no know, CPU failure CPU failure rates fa- failure rates are extremely low generally. So probably not as low as it used to be 10 years ago, but they're very low generally when you think about it less than two percent. Yeah, this is actually funny.
2: This is the third time today I get to talk about my previous job. Uh, So speaking about sampling and inspections, uh, I used to be an inspector at a plant where we manufactured sapphire stuff for military, semiconductor, industrial kind of stuff. That's what I was talking about earlier. Uh, And basically, the way that it works when you test products is like, say you have 100 of them, there's depending on what kind of you know, failure rate you're looking at, acceptability rate, the tolerances, all that kind of stuff. There's typically predefined guidelines about how much you check for each batch. So if you get hundred parts, you would check 10 of them, uh, assuming that nothing was flagged as suspicious during the manufacturing process. And then if you discover failures in that 10, then you scale that up and then you scale that up. So in most industries, you don't test hundred percent of products. I know that's not necessarily true all the time in PC industries, but... I don't know. The more you know, info nugget.
1: Yeah. Uh, N- Naga says Inspector Brad would be a good TV show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I need a robot hand.
1: Yeah. Also, we we have a couple of people in the chat saying as we speak, uh, Steve has put on some uh, uh, an undercover outfit and is uh, going into the AMD factories right now. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see a video pretty soon about failure rates. Just kidding. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what Steve is up to, but.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I thought he really was because you never know. <laughs>
1: You never know uh okay cool then i can uh, tell you, I can tell
2: you what probably wouldn't fail very often when it's being manufactured something that's been around
1: for years and years right
2: yeah yeah a graphics card that came out uh five years ago that is now not coming back because it uh, apparently wasn't officially ever killed but is you know getting a second lease on life uh like so what? yeah Earlier this year, we saw some reports floating around, some rumors that Nvidia was bringing back the RTX 2060 to, you know, alleviate some of the availability concerns with graphics cards right now because it's a disaster. I almost just cussed. Uh, and then earlier last week, uh, I think his name's Brian Tech Yes City uh, on YouTube. Uh, he put a video out. He's from Australia. He was talking with Australian retailers who were telling him that hey, the GTX 1050 Ti is coming back. We're seeing these in stock for the first time in over two years. Uh, So that was an entry level, no power, so uh, cord needed kind of part that just slid into your motherboard came out in 2016. Still the number two most played GPU on Steam. hard server day, believe it or not. Uh, And we're getting reports that these are coming back. Uh, So I reached out to Nvidia and said, yo, uh, so, what's up? Are these, do you guys revive these? Did you bring these back to life? And they answered me, uh, which goes to show if you're a journalist, I always ask the company you're talking about. They might give you an answer. Uh, but NVIDIA told me the products referenced below the RTX 2060 and 1050 Ti were never end of life. So, reviving isn't the right terminology. Uh, It's more of an ebb and flow, really. They're just trying to meet market demand, which is extremely high right now. So, yes, at least the RTX 2060 and the 1050 Ti are being released to board partners to make graphics cards with in 2021.
1: Question I have, does that market (laughs) demand mean that there's a lot of people looking for these lower-end-ish cards? Or there's uh, a lot of people looking for cards, and these are the cards that they can make the quickest and cheapest.
2: They didn't go into too, Nvidia. Didn't go into details. I had many other follow up questions, but they what I just read is all they would tell me. Uh, <clears throat> but as we've talked about on the last couple of shows, right now, like even two, three gen old parts are going for outrageous prices. Like I looked up 1050 Ti after seeing this and at Newegg here in the US, it was 400 bucks. Uh, So it's just that the demand for GPUs is so high that not only can the current products not meet it, but the availability of the last couple generations of products is not meeting the GPU demand. So they need to get more GPUs out there is basically the way I read the situation. Uh, and using these two chips in particular are pretty smart, I think. I have an article about it. You can go read all the deeper details. Uh, <clears throat> but the 1050 Ti, like I said, is the number two most used card on the Steam Hardware Survey still. And the 2060 is the fifth. So these are two of the most popular GPUs on the planet. And since they're older parts, it lets you sidestep some of the issues that are currently hindering manufacturing processes. Uh, So like the 2060, that lets them get more parts out there that are still RTX capable, DLSS, ray tracing and whatnot. But it's on a bigger manufacturing node. It was made on the 12 nanometer TSMC process rather than right now the current chips are 8 nanometer Samsung. So it lets them build these GPUs in a totally different place, not on a cutting edge node. So it avoids that log jam that like TSMC is having on 7 nanometer with all of AMD's parts and the consoles and whatnot. Uh, And the GTX 1050 Ti is pretty smart for a couple different reasons. Uh, One, part of the big drive for this GPU demand is Ethereum mining. And you need more than four gigabytes of memory to mine that effectively. And the 1050 Ti has four gigabytes of memory. So it can't be used well for Ethereum mining. It also has GDDR5 or 5X. I forget, I think it's five. Uh, It's been a while. uh and there's reports going around that there's a gddr6 shortage being an issue so by making this with four gigabytes of gddr5 that sidesteps ethereum it sidesteps a potential gddr6 shortage it's on a very older manufacturing node etc etc and since it's the 1050 ti it can also you know everyone wants to play fortnite right now everyone's been home for a year everyone wants to play games And that one even if you just have a big box computer that you brought from dell or best buy or whatever uh you don't know if you have extra power cables or whatnot you can just take that card and slip it right into any existing computer and be playing games immediately so it, ma- it makes a lot of sense hmm. it sucks that like one of the lowest end chips from 2016 is being brought back in 2021 <laughs> and costing more than it did back then but yeah. i i think it's it's good that and it seems like NVIDIA is trying to do what it can do to get more stuff into people's hands.
1: But uh, uh, Brad didn't, didn't we also say laptops were bad for mining too, but then last week found out that people (laughs) are using them to mine anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But those are, those are using the modern chips. Those are using the GDR six. They have more memory. This, this G the, the, the 2060 could still be used for mining. It's still being used for mining profitably right now. Uh, but at least it gets them out of that logjam of manufacturing.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of people asking: uh, do, do we think AMD uh, could go down this route and uh, you know bring bring back the RX 580 or something uh, low end as well to kind of help with I, this? I'm not sure. I wouldn't. I
2: wouldn't be surprised if I saw it. Like if all of a sudden 570s started making a comeback. But I think last time I checked, I checked last week. The 580 was a bit profitable at this point. That's how crazy Ethereum and stuff is mining. So, if they were going to do that, I would think they would try to bring back a four gigabyte model like NVIDIA did here.
0: So, I, I do have a question. So, I mean, 10 series, you know, we're on three, you know, we're obviously on Ampere now, but don't they typically keep a lot of the low end GPUs around for that, you know, sub $100 price? Is it what's. What do they have in the sub one hundred dollar market right now? Is there anything? I mean, well, didn't they just, just announce the
1: the GT ten ten? Wasn't that what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quietly came back a couple weeks ago.
2: Uh, yeah, that was a month or two ago. That but yeah, good. that's it. But yeah, there's nothing really for budget PC builders at this time, except
0: you know, here's my weekly plug: GeForce Now. <laughs> nope, Bingo. <laughs> I, it's interesting to me because, I mean, it's crazy to think a 1050 Ti is going for $400, but I also kind of wonder if they want to head off Intel coming out with XE parts, you know, expected mm-hmm. later this year, probably, you know, so we get XE. It's not going to be a super high end banger part, but maybe they're, yeah. it's for that low end part that, well, I guess that's only going into, into, you know, specific builds, but I wonder if that's something they want to give those, those, uh, white box vendor is an option to use 1050 ti instead
2: that would make sense uh especially because compared to the ZLP max that just came out the the intel graphics card that's going to start going into some like workstations and mainstream price things uh i haven't formally tested it from what i've read online the 1050 ti is a little bit faster than that so it'll at least beat that new entry level intel part from everything right. i've read so that that would make sense. And again, just it's still the second most popular GPU in the world. And if people are having troubles buying things, you know, here, have more. I think the $400 price tag, by the way, if they do actually, you know, keep pumping more of these out, that's going to come down very quick. I wouldn't be surprised if this, you know, started recently happening. It takes time as we've been saying for the rtx 30 series and the new radeon cards like it takes time for these cards to move in 2021 with the way shipping and everything is these days logistics so even though reintroducing these sidesteps a lot of the issues that are causing the demand for graphics cards right now they still got to deal with all the logistics issues to get them in people's hands
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, what what did that card go for originally sorry hundred and forty dollars oh my god (laughs) There's one on Newegg,
2: or at least there was whenever I checked it several days ago. Uh, that was 180 So there's one low-profile pri- low $180, 1050 Ti, but then all the rest were $400. So. Yikes.
1: Uh, well, we do have a couple comments in the chat, uh, including Old Man Brian gave us two pounds, thank you, and said, uh, if supply issues last, maybe they'll re-release the legendary 1080 Ti. <laughs> and any chance of a 1080 Ti coming back? My, my bet's no. no. Yeah, because the, the pricing... That card was
2: way too good. <laughs> yeah. That card was way too good for what you got for that price. It's. I think the 1080 Ti being released to Counter-A and B, that's the reason, never mind. I can get into it, but no, I don't think that's coming back.
1: <laughs> uh, also, VC Jester gave us $5. Thank you so much. Uh, said, Did NVIDIA ever make a 14 nanometer GPU? Maybe they could put those Intel fabs to good use. Uh, once, <laughs> once again, just... <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Stirring the pot. (laughs) Um yeah, so remind me a ten ten fifty TI, what 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 kind of performance do you think you would get nowadays uh with that little card? I think I have one. I
2: should test it if I can find it. That would be Uh, interesting
1: to see uh, you know, what you could expect on Cyberpunk uh when it
2: works. Uh, Um, I I would shoot for like ten eighty, probably low. If that you're probably more likely if you're trying to play cyberpunk, especially one, it might not work 2 you're going to be looking to reduce that to 720p. So, yeah,
0: it sounds like a sub, sub, a solid 720p medium at best kind of performance, I think, which and that's for newer titles. But you got to figure most people, like you said, playing for to play Fortnite, it's plenty to play PUBG. It's it's okay, you know.
1: I mean, but but there's so many like integrated graphics. like a 3400 G can also play those games at you know probably around the same. Can't buy those either. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I don't think
0: I don't think I think you would definitely. I don't think you're going to compare integrated graphics to a 1050 Ti any time soon. So? Uh, not right now. Maybe next generation, but it still generally outperforms it. I think, especially because mm-hmm. you're also well. I don't know, maybe you do have a thermal load issue. You also have the memory. You know, GDDR5 is still significantly more bandwidth than, you know, DDR in a system. So I would think it still won't match up. I don't think, you know, IGP is the answer any day now. Yeah. What's
2: you know? interesting to me is that they're redoing the 1050 Ti and not like the 1650 Super. But that could also be pointing to that, you know, the rumors of the GDDR6 Uh, shortages or supply issues that have been going around the last few months because the 1650 ti and the 1650 non-ti is the 1050 ti but better but it uses gddr6 chips so if they really are having gddr6 issues it would make sense to go back that one further step all the way back to the 1050 ti rather than the 1650
1: is is that the highest card that used gddr5 are there other GDDR5 what? cards? The, that the, whole
2: the, generation. That whole generation was GDDR5. Oh, really? Either oh, okay. 5 or 5X. Got it. Got it.
1: Huh. Hmm.
0: I wonder, like, ten, like a 1060, like, I thought, if I remember right, 1050 Ti, the gulf between a 1050 Ti and a 1060 6 gig was significant. Huge. But, like, yeah. they, but they had that weird 1060, 1060 Three, 3 gig card, which sort of like, wow, that might be, like, a really attractive card these days cuz you don't you you know it's, it's gdr 5 it's not over 4 gigs it's probably going to way per, outperform a 1050ti i would guess
2: yeah but the, uh or no the issue is the 3 gigabytes of memory for that one like the 1050ti it's weird because the 1050ti you don't expect much out of it like you know you're, no, you're going to put on 720p or 1080p low but if you got a 1060 You might try to play some games at decent settings at 1080p, uh, and it could hold up in a lot of them, but three gigabytes probably wouldn't hold up well. The six gigabyte version, I think, would hold up a lot better.
1: Sounds like we need to re-review the 1050 Ti
2: (laughs) (laughs) on today's games. (laughs) It'd probably be a lot more applicable than putting out reviews of some of the the new stuff that's going on these days that nobody can buy.
1: Right, right, Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think that this is also maybe a push for, uh, for, um, uh, P like, uh, custom builders or, you know, like, like all in one PCs, uh, it's, you could probably get a lot more, you know, five to $700 PCs that, that you throw a 1050 TI in there, uh, like uh. A, a, a Walmart PC or something.
2: Possibly, but I know typically those like big box retailers like to have the newer numbers on the parts. Mm-hmm. That's why we had that Radeon 580X at one point, where the only difference was it had the newest version of Radeon software, but they called it 580X because system integrators wanted to have a bigger number on the box. So I, I don't, I wouldn't expect to see this in big box sales. I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen,
1: but I wouldn't expect to see it. Mm, got it interesting yeah there's there's people speculating how far back uh does it go uh, re-releasing old cards uh yeah
2: so uh, so painful it's so painful especially as you know i do a lot of things here but a lot of it a lot of my job is gaming and graphics and right now like you can't
1: it hurts uh, VC Gesture yeah. has has an, an actual question. I think I don't think he's he's trolling right now. Uh, so, so, if you were absolutely needed a PC now uh, for work, would it be smart to go with a K series chip, uh, which are in stock, and then add a GPU later for gaming?
0: Yeah, no, I, I I think definitely, you know, as much as the hate goes, Intel the availability of those Intel parts they are not these are not bad CPUs. Are they as good as? Send 3 Ryzen 5000s? No. But you know what? <laughs> it's still a really good chip for you what you're what? getting. And you can yep. get it at the price that's right.
2: Do you know what those Intel chips have that those fast Ryzen chips don't? what integrated graphics
0: oh no only some of them brad
2: <laughs> only some of them so that actually is a huge selling point when at a time when you can't buy any graphics cards like if you're trying to build a system right now because you have to do work you have to zoom in to whatever like if you buy an intel chip you can at least plug in your monitor which is a big advantage
0: hmm. yeah no definitely hmm. I still regret not buying one of those ninety nine hundred Ks for three hundred bucks, whatever they were going for. I mean that was just a killer deal, so mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah.
2: Actually right now Intel chips are a lot cheaper than they were this time last month. You might have seen reports of that going around the web. I think it was eighteen percent average cheaper depending on the than it was a month ago, the the ten series. Uh which makes sense because, you know, they've said the eleven series are coming out sometime in the first quarter, so very soon. But yeah. if you're looking to build, you know you can't buy AMD very often. Uh, Intel chips are available and cheaper, so it might the tables have turned.
0: <laughs> you, you know what's even crazy is crazier is the 10 series are actually cheaper because I was looking after I missed that deal. They're actually cheaper than the ninth uh, ninth gen at this point. So I think I would argue it makes a lot more sense to build a you know LGA 1200 system because, you know, you if Rocket Lake is any good, you could potentially upgrade to that later. If you start with a mid or, you know, mid-range uh, uh, 1200 part, you can move up to a high-end part. You can move to the 11th gen. So it seems like you're getting a lot more flexibility by going with the 10th gen part, which is, you know, maybe the board costs a little more, but it, it just has a lot more upside than a 9th than series, it feels like.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay uh last question I have uh is when 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 will people be able to see these when do you think these are going to get into the channel Okay <laughs> no
2: predictions this year <laughs> <laughs> no
1: predictions longer than you
2: would hope is is I guess my answer
1: <laughs> Got it All right well I I guess we'll keep an eye out for that uh we want to go to some Q&A Sure sure All right cool uh get get, get your questions in now uh I do at-
2: Do your spiel and then I'll continue.
1: Well, I was just going to say, yeah, uh, at me uh, in the live chat if you want it now. Uh, Better Place is over on our Discord. We have a channel uh, that has the full nerd questions. You can put it at any time and I'll read it on the show. Uh, So so my one
2: final thought about that topic that just popped into my head is it makes you wonder if we're even going to see budget cards this time around. Because if there's all these different supply constraints, manufacturing constraints, you know, GDR6 possible restraints... Ethereum boom. Uh, uh, The fact that they're bringing these parts back make me very curious to see whether we will even see a 3050 this time around. That's the final note.
0: (laughs) Yikes! Yeah, you know, I that will be interesting too once we get to Rocket Lake, because you know they are getting the newer cores, graphics cores um, as well. If they get a decent improvement, uh, although it's constrained by that 14 nanometer process, you know, IGP. I mean, I know I I always kind of dump on it, but and I dumped on it earlier. But you know, honestly, for you know, low ambition gaming, it might actually be a decent part. Especially like you say, if you there's no, if there's going to be no budget cards this time, maybe just mm-hmm. live off of IGP for a few months or a year, play some Dota. Yeah,
1: there you go. A lot of indie games. There's a lot of indie games that you can play in a lot, on a lot of hardware. <laughs> Uh, I've been or, playing Fez games.
2: I've been replaying Fez because my daughter got into it, and it's still great.
1: Yeah, and that can run on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure uh okay let's uh get back to some uh questions well actually before that uh i will say a friend of the show uh carrie holzman uh did chime in about the first topic the Ryzen failures uh he said that uh, he had a new ryzen cpu on a new build that appeared to be fine but windows 10 would not install without crashing changed the ram psu etc no difference swapped out the cpu and it fixed so anecdotally uh, he has had uh, at least one failure ryzen failure so always a bummer yeah yeah um okay so uh to the questions a uh, great one from Fla- flash photo uh, that he asked earlier uh a few weeks back during ces there was talk about 16 uh, by 10 aspect ratio monitors any talk of this style of panel returning to desktops uh we, we were talking about in re- relation to laptops any talk of uh of that for desktop monitors you think
0: I don't think I have seen anybody talk about it, but I mean, what the one thing that has really changed is um, traditionally the, the the TV makers drive the aspect ratios and they have driven it. That's why 16, 16.9 has been so popular for a long time now. And now apparently a lot of the panels, something has changed in the, the display market where they're like, hey, you know what? We want to build panels for IT, So for information, you know, for computers, we're not going to prioritize the TV folks all the time. Uh, so now we are getting 1610 and, and a lot of laptops. I would imagine we're going to see the same thing in panels as well eventually, because I mean, I've never been a fan of 169. It's just, it's just a terrible aspect ratio, I think, for, for work. So I, but I haven't heard of any, but the fact that they're actually making panels specifically for Computer makers first, and at least caring what they think instead of just giving them the leftovers, that is very promising. I think.
2: One thing that kind of bums me out, I I don't haven't been following it closely enough to be able to answer the dude's question. Flashes. Uh, you can buy sixteen ten monitors. They they they've stuck around. They've just been you know like a rare breed. But what bums me out, as a person who works at my PC all day and plays at my PC a lot of nights, a lot of the sixteen ten monitors that you can get don't include all the like awesome like high refresh rates and free sync and stuff like that. And I, I would really love to see a monitor that mixes both of those worlds together.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of people talking about uh, you know really enjoying a two to one ratio, so. <laughs> you, know, you got you get two 1080p monitors uh in one <laughs> uh yeah uh, it's why there's there's a lot of different options out there but not not so much vertically usually more horizontal yeah. <laughs> yeah uh okay uh pedro akura asked earlier um uh a pointed question uh should they upgrade or not to a ryzen 7 should they upgrade their ryzen 7 2700 they uh game at 1440p or 4k using a 3070 do you think the 20, 2700 is holding them back
2: uh, I mean in 99% of the circumstances no there might be a couple of games like if you're trying to max out Rainbow Six Siege or CSGO or something like that like you might technically be leaving a little bit of frame rate on the table at 1440p just because those games get so CPU constrained Practically, you would never notice the difference with your eye unless you're already a League of Legends or not League of Legends, CSGO Pro, in which case you wouldn't be playing on 1440p anyway. Uh, And the vast majority of cases, it's not worth upgrading. You're mostly GPU bound there.
0: Yeah, I would tend to agree, but I bet you would get a nice fix. It would bump some things up. It might Mm -hmm. be worth it because, you know, you already have a pretty nice GPU. But yeah, generally, I'm with Brad. I mean... Buy a bigger SSD and nicer monitor is a better investment. Twenty seven hundred X is still a good part, but mm-hmm. definitely a five thousand is going to be a nice upgrade still. But is it really going to change how you you game your world versus getting a very really nice panel? You know?
2: Yeah, if I had that setup and I had, you know, I forget what part he said he had. twenty four hundred four hundred dollars. 2700 so roughly three to four hundred bucks so if you're looking to upgrade to a 5600x if i had 300 bucks to spare and i had that set up i would probably personally look to invest it in like a nicer keyboard and mouse or a nice pair of headphones or something like that i think that would be greater for your experience than upgrading that yeah. processor
1: got it all right uh question from i don't even know how to say this uh la zero zero nine eight nine five uh, whatever happened to the mineral oil cooled PCs that used to be cutting edge?
0: Oh, wow. Um, Those I things think are awesome! Just, I, you know, I mean, it was always, it was just never practical. It's just never practical. Uh, we, I've done the fish tank build. There's actually, there is a, a custom mineral oil machine based out of minneapolis it was or out of minnesota and um it was the company was called hardcore pc it was really amazing like you could not this was like next level computer everything custom you know a cast aluminum case mineral oil filled and it never caught on. Obviously, it was just too—it was too difficult to deal with. Believe me, it was no fun to deal with a mineral oil-filled machine. Just to review the thing and to get it, and it was just like, it's just too hard. It's just not—it's just not really worth it. And I don't think the thermals were really there, you know. But you know, for we've, cool we've, factor, yeah,
2: we've come a long way in water cooling since then, which as yeah. well. So, and that's a lot easier to ship and put in your PC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah believe me you, you this stuff gets on your floor you want to like yeah. it's but that machine if you can look up videos of it somewhere on the internet i think there might be some uh at a previous employer somewhere it was incredible i mean it was just like wow they reinvented the wheel for that and I, to me it was always a classic uh story in how if you try to re-engineer everything yourself instead of using industry standards, unless you're Dell or HP and even they make mistakes sometimes, it is really difficult because you need you need mo- millions of dollars in engineering to make to redesign the wheel and not and ha- have any problems there were there were problems like you know this the SATA the SATA cables would crack off the motherboard I don't know if that' was interaction with the mineral oil and then you know they had a custom design case motherboard everything. It came out just when core, just as Core Two, when Core i7 came out, they were on Core Two because of the development cycle. You know, unless you're a huge company, and even the huge companies can't afford it. It's not. It's generally not worth it. So hmm. they are unless, cool as hell, though.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and a uh, good point from a friend of the show, Ruru Two, says uh, you build a mineral oil PC to put on your resume for hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, yeah. and I
0: will tell you a little more inside information about that. I think one of the problems why you really don't see too many mineral oil builds is that company still owns a patent on it. So they have the IP on it. So I think people don't want to mess with it. It's just not worth it, especially because not a lot of people want it. But that's why you can't buy, say, um, Puget Systems used to make a fish a fish tank. And I believe it's because of IP issues with that.
1: Huh. Homer. That's Interesting. Uh, okay, uh, next pointed question from Chris33311. Is Ryzen 3400G better than the 1050 Ti if the Ryzen has two RAM sticks at 3200 megahertz in dual-channel mode? 3400G I, I, versus 1050
2: Ti. I, I haven't tested it, so
0: I can't tell you, but I would highly doubt it. I that because I remember thinking back to the last time we did, you know, actual game, gaming with a third with the integrated part. It, I mean, again, it's it's pretty good for what it is, but it's definitely a 720 low. Gaming and that's on some older titles. The 1050 Ti is definitely going to outperform that generally. So, Actually,
1: but you I, know, I, you got to look at costs too. I I never got around to this video. I I keep talking about it, but I, that. I did do that 3400G uh, build, I don't know, mid-last year now, I guess. Uh, I, I can run down some numbers I got. Rough oh, there days. you go. Yeah, uh, go for it. Yeah, 3400 G. The I I can't remember the full system, but you can you can check it. It's, it's in our – I built it live. Uh, so uh, Persona 4, great RPG, 1080p high, got 60 frames a second. Boom. Uh, Doom 2016, 1080p high on Vulcan, got about 45 frames a second. Doom maternal 1080p high, 55 frames a second. Oh, that's uh, way better than I expected. Metal Gear Solid 5, 1080p high, 40 frames a second. Uh, Halo Master Chief, uh, the, the the first one, 1080p on enhanced mode, 50 frames a second. Divinity Original Sin 2, 1080p high, 30 frames a second. Disco Elysium, 900p at about medium, 30 frames a second. Uh, <laughs> at the time, Microsoft Flight Sim, uh, 540p medium 20 frames a second. <laughs> uh so yeah, there, there were definitely some some titles I was just like, dang, this is this still holds up. Uh this is still, you know, I I think I think you could definitely get away with it especially if you're playing more classic stuff, Ooh. stuff with with lighter loads. Um, I just
2: yeah. searched for that on Amazon and it's currently going for $270. 3400G. Well, yeah.
1: There you go.
0: Hmm. Does that offset the not having to buy a GPU? Two ninety on new egg. Well, I guess they're still out there, but
2: be the, albeit by third party sellers. So mm. yeah, yeah. I mean if you're in a pinch, that's that sounds
0: doable. So I you know, for me Adam, I I don't know. I would still go for seven twenty. I wouldn't go I wouldn't go as low as forty frames a second for me, but
1: I mean, it depends, depends on the, the game. game. Yeah, it depends. Yep. And uh, I, like I said, a lot, a lot of those were high. You put 1080p medium or 720p high. I mean, it. I think the, the biggest thing that I saw when I was using that system, because that was the first time I was gaming on an integrated system like that, or integrated chip, um, was that it, it's expectations, right? You have thousands and thousands of older games you could replay. Uh, Bioshock was on the list, too. You know, just yeah. just old classes, classics that you can get to that are still fun to... Either you never visit them or maybe you want to replay them. Of course, it's not going to play the newer ones, you know, titles uh, very well. But I, for me, it was more like, oh, okay, wow. Like, you can still do a lot of gaming. You just oh, yeah. shouldn't expect to do the newest gaming. Uh, yeah. So,
0: Yeah. No, and I, I agree with you there because I think that's one thing that everybody sort of loses the context of for a lot of people, a lot of developing markets, that is, that is awesome amount of gaming that you can get out of a, you know, integrated part. So,
1: yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Uh, next, uh, next question, uh, Daniel Kramer or camp camera. Uh, do you think we'll see more game devs shift focus away from photo realism and emphasize lighter weight visual styles in light of re- recent, performance part shortages do you think this will affect development at all
2: no it's such a long cycle games take years to make they don't respond to every little blip like this if so then you know this is pop crypto coin and you know generated shortages have popped up two or three times over the past five or six years if that was the case then we'd be seeing that now from the last time this happened Hmm. So you know these things take so long to make. They're targeting the consoles primarily anyway, uh, and scaling up from there. Uh, I don't think it makes a difference to game development.
0: Although, didn't they do that for the PlayStation Four and Xbox older versions with Cyberpunk? That was a. That's different... not
2: really the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're just like, what do you but... need to see the face for? I just you know, if if developers get away from. Uh
2: you know, high fidelity going for ray. I think it's the opposite. I think we're starting to see more games include ray tracing and very glossy photorealistic images. If developers get away from that, it'll probably be do be more from just the insanely high cost to develop a game that looks that good. Like these AAA studios that put out these AAA games invest tens, hundreds of millions of dollars into these. So that's why we're already seeing you know, more practical or not practical double a indie games start to have more cartoonish, whimsical styles, retro styles and stuff because it's just a lot more affordable. If we see any change, I think it'd be due more to that than anything to do with the current cryptocurrency boom and demand shortage and whatnot.
1: Uh, Speaking of uh, mining uh, uh, tech Kev asked, do GPUs need to, to go fixed function pipeline again to avoid them being retasked to mining? I have no idea what that means. No. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be horrible, right? I mean, that's yeah. just like – that's like – I mean, you can't – no. That would be horrible for everybody.
1: Can, can simply... you explain what that means to a noob like me? I I, I don't know what that means.
0: It's just simply the way – I'm not a graphics nerd, but you know, basically you're looking at uh, – should we basically make new cards using technology from seven years ago or eight years ago to prevent miners from buying these things? Mm. You, at that point, you might as well just give up. Like, <laughs> yeah. to me, it's just like, no, just, you just, the obvious answer I think is to make more of them. But mm-hmm. then that exposure for NVIDIA and AMD and Intel, hopefully one day if they get into this, is like when the crypto thing falls out again, you're just, you're stuck with the warehouse of 1050 Ti's, and yeah. then you got to wait five years to sell them.
2: Remember that the last time this happened in 2016, 2017, uh, those Radeon RX 580s or 480s were incredibly popular for mining. And AMD started pumping them out as fast as they could make them. And then just as quick as it started, it stopped. And AMD almost went bankrupt because they just had so much of its, you know, available capital tied up in these cards that are now just sitting in warehouses while the used cards sell for cheaper as the miners offload the used cards so I think no, this, anyway, yeah anyway yeah. I I think the clear answer to the original question is no
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it just feels like I I had somebody on on Twitter say like I think I'm just going to wait for, you know, uh Nvidia and AMD next generation parts because you know, wait for 4000 now because I'm like, why do you think it'll be any better? I mean, seriously, do you think it's really going to be any better 24 months from now?
1: Well, I, actually, I don't know. Good, good question here from, from Stuart Strasbog. He's uh, asking, uh, should people keep waiting for the prices on GPUs to drop or just bite the bullet and buy them before they go up even more?
2: That's a personal decision. Uh, like, if you have the money to spend... 1100 dollars on a thirty eighty. Uh, go ahead. Like if I mean you're stuck at home. If that's what your hobby is going to be, it might very well be worth spending that twelve hundred dollars to you. Uh, personally, if I was in that in the, those circumstances, I would not pay sixty plus percent more than what they should be selling for. Uh, like I would rather just wait it out or get a console or play GeForce Now. Get a ten fifty Ti. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go okay uh da, 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 da. okay uh let's see oh, uh the king prawn uh has a um a budget I system. Love that name. yeah uh has a budget system running a ryzen 5 2400g with a rx 570 4 gig uh which part should they upgrade uh to get a 1080p gaming
2: Uh You should definitely upgrade, if you can, your graphics card. Uh The 570, you know, if you don't mind fiddling with quality levels, like if you don't mind going down to medium, a lot of games look great on medium, and I wouldn't be surprised if the 570 still does all right on that at 1080p in a lot of games. But, yeah, I would definitely upgrade the graphics card first if you're looking to get 1080p.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, that's because that's a while ago. 27 g is a quad no smt part right god i can't remember it's been so long i mean it should be okay it's not yeah I, yes, fine. Gen- generally you're going to want more gpu first almost always
1: okay uh a friend of the show uh ziv had a question uh, do you think 1440p high refresh rate monitors should become the new baseline for gaming monitors in the near future much like 1080p has been for the past few years
2: I would hope so. It's a whole lot better. Uh, the panels are only getting cheaper and faster, which is a good combination. That being said, by far the most common, you know, panels being used in the Steam Hardware Survey are still 1080p 60. And the one right after that isn't 1440p, it's some lower resolution. Like Something like 80% of people are playing 1080p or lower. I would love for 1440p to become the new standard. To me, that's the sweet spot of gaming where you can get, it's a really, really nice image upgrade from 1080p. Faster refresh rates, always better. Uh, And you don't need a crazy GPU to power it. But I think 1080p 60 is gonna be it for several more years. Just because monitors, especially, are like appliances; they're like your fridge. Like you're gonna keep using your monitor until it dies, and then you're gonna figure out what's best for you and go buy a new one. So I think it's slower to move there.
1: What What, what about on laptops? Because mo- I mean, most uh, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of laptops that are 1080p. I mean, there's a lot of coming out of 4K too. I mean, obviously, you're not gaming at 4K usually, but. Most
0: of the gaming laptops that are, we're talking, you know, definitely higher end. Um, they are all at 1080p high refresh, 144. You know, we're seeing at the, at the highest end, we're seeing 1080p 300. Uh, I don't think it's going to 1440 high refresh on most gaming laptops.
2: That being said, with these new RTX 30 chips, NVIDIA really helped push 1440p. Out And so for the first time in forever, we actually at the CES saw infinitely more 1440p gaming laptops than we have in the past. So it's looking like it's going to become more common, assuming these initial models sell on laptops, which is great because 4K is stupid on a gaming laptop. It just kills the battery life. You need a crazy GPU to power it. 1080p isn't enough. 1440p is especially good for laptops, I think.
0: Yeah. No, that 3080 Laptop part is like seems like it's perfectly built for 1440 high refresh, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think you know, it's like all things, it's going to take years for it to move because you're talking about somebody buying a $2,000 gaming laptop, they're not going to upgrade that for a long time.
1: Very true, very true. Uh, all right, we got one from uh, Dark Helmet. Uh, when I completed my X570/5800X build, the machine wouldn't even post. I had to take it to MicroCenter for them to put in an old CPU and flash the BIOS. I would have thought that by January 2021, all the X570s in the field would have the newer BIOSes. BIOSes? BIOSes? Bio-s? BIOSes? Uh, would, <laughs> BIOSes. Would AMD have been better off releasing an X670 with the required BIOS version, even if the otherwise the same as the X570, so that consumers would know if it would work out of the box with Ryzen 5000? What's the answer here, Gordon?
0: Well, I think the answer is this is what everybody wanted, right? I mean, this is one of the problems when, you know, AMD tried to get rid of older hardware, and it's really hard because you have this audience that they get their sort of expectations are everything's going to work forever on my same socket. It never does. It It is not always your advantage because, yeah, for advanced users who can you don't have a spare CPU or understand that they need to update the BIOS before they can post a new part. It's great for a lot of people just doing their first build. And a lot of people are doing that. It's confusing as hell. So you can understand why, you know, sometimes companies like Intel say, you know what, we're, we, we need a, we need a a clear break here because it's too confusing for consumers. And even Intel sometimes has had times where it's like, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mess right now. So, um, if they – and I will say, should they have done that? No, because AMD's community would not accept that. If they had simply introduced a new chipset number that works with these – that works out of the box with newer parts, you know, board partners, are they going to have to have a separate SKU for that unless it's totally different? The community – AMD's community is just not set up for that. They want – they want max maximum compatibility with everything all the time. And these are the one things you got to live with. It feels like it's, it's a job for, you know, the community to communicate, you know, uh, any forum you go to, any media outlet says you need to do this. We wrote stories that you need to update your BIOS. So just it's hard to get that out to the regular, you know, Joe and Jane builder. So that's that
2: particular scenario is must be. Massively frustrating for first time builders who wind up in that situation. And I I think it's interesting as time goes on. Everyone was like, oh, hey, AMD is going to maintain compatibility for all of AM4 with this chips backwards compatibility, which is a very pro enthusiast move. Uh, but it's also very messy as we're talking about here. Whereas Intel, everyone's like, oh, they only, you know, they only support two generations of a motherboard. But on the flip side, if you buy one of those chips that support it, you put it in there and it works. It's very beginner-friendly, normal-person-friendly, not as friendly for enthusiasts. So when all this first started, everyone's like, oh, yeah, AMD is the people's champion because of this. Oh, Intel's still just trying to jack you for money. But I think as time goes on and Ryzen's more competitive and we're seeing the ramifications of Intel sticking to what it does and AMD taking the more enthusiast-friendly approach, that the answer's complicated. There's no right or wrong way to do it. They're just like two different ways to approach it and it depends on what you're targeting. I just I was one of them when it, when b came out and said, "Hey, we're going to keep supporting AM4." I'm like, "Oh, that's great." But then as I hear more stories like this, like if my teenage nephew came up to me and said, "I don't want any headaches. I just want to build a PC, buy the parts, put them together." You would have to say, "Hey, you might want to consider Intel because it's very straightforward." So, I don't know. That just popped in my head. I find it interesting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is very much one of those things, right? I mean, you buy a 1,200-part, you know it's going to work. Mm-hmm. There's no mixing things up. So it's a very grown-up thing to do. Grown-up meaning uh, I want to make more money for my shareholders. Uh, and I sometimes think AMD should be more more of the grown-up instead of sort of uh, catering to the community's needs all the time. But I also understand you got people that are like, I bought this... motherboard five years ago and I want to use your brand new most hot part that I'm going to overclock and it's like, uh, well, you're going to let it work. It's not going to be optimal, but then you get, then that person's going to be, oh, this is how come I can't get the best performance out of my $75 motherboard that I bought or something like that is it's, it's not great.
1: Okay, uh, a couple more questions. Uh, so many so many good ones, but uh, we've only got time for a couple more. Uh, here's a good one from Dark Helmet. Also had this question. Uh, they've been playing Flight Simulator 2020 using a 5800X with a 3080 FE. I th- probably after they went and did the whole fiasco with Micro Center. Uh, and they noticed while flying over more rural areas, they're getting FPS in the 80-90 range. Res is uh, 34 by 14 uh all and all settings cranked however the cpu and gpu utilization are only around 10 percent uh they don't say where they're, they're seeing that read out but with the utilization this low shouldn't the fps have been higher uh brad what what uh, the question i have is uh, what what kind of tools do you use when you see like weird uh results like that uh if you're like oh man i'm reviewing this graphics card and i'm seeing some weird results but what are your, kind of your go-to tools to troubleshoot this kind of stuff
2: Something like that's real weird. I can't speak specifically to that situation because I haven't tested or played flight simulator as extensively as you. But uh, yeah, if it's 10% utilization, getting 90 frames a second in flight simulator and ultrawide, something somewhere is messed up. Uh, I'm, in a, like yeah, I'm course, in a fortunate position. Yeah, I'm in a fortunate position where I can ask AMD or Microsoft or whatever, yo, what's going on here? Uh, but before I do that, I do always try to troubleshoot things myself. My um, go-to tools are... The ones that you see everywhere. You know, I really like HW Info. Uh, MSI Afterburner is really good, stuff like that. Trying to, if you're true, uh, obviously you're seeing those utilization rates probably in the Windows Task Manager. Uh, I would recommend trying a couple of those tools if you really care that much and just making sure they all line up and that it is an actual problem and not just some sort of weird glitch with the software because those can happen sometimes.
0: yeah and I do want to point out that Francois, uh, at former Intel person uh, who mm. still has no problems mixing it up with everybody he I saw a video where he had run flight simulator uh, through VTune and you know Intel has you know a lot of the magic Intel has is is just a huge um, a tool suite and basically it tells you the amount of threads, what and what the CPU is doing. He basically found that, for the most part, Flight Simulator is, you know, one or two threads. One thread, yeah. So it's very lightly threaded. You know, I always, I would just think that, you know, you're basically just so GPU-bound. If you, So we're talking about the CPU not doing anything, right? I think you're just probably so heavily GPU-bound. It doesn't matter.
2: Well, I think he said CPU and GPU-bound at around 10%, and that's the weird part to me.
1: Yeah, yeah that
0: would be... The the CPU I can see the GPU I that to me is something doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I'll say. I mean, uh, there's a lot of games that if you're looking at Task Manager, there's a lot of games that don't even show up as u- utilizing the GPU. There, you'd have to run mm-hmm. yeah something like Afterburner to get a, a true readout. So, HW
2: yeah. Info Man, it's real good. You can download it. You don't even have to install it as a portable one. So, <laughs> I, I recommend that. That's a good good first choice. But if you're looking at it as endured. Feel free to do all that, but on a practical level, don't worry about it if your games running at ninety frames a second. Like I wouldn't lose too much sleep over it.
1: True.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah, can also you, try a watt cranked meter. out at ultra wide. I was thinking anything he could do is, uh, or she could do is just simply run a watt meter if you have one and just see like. Then you know, like your system's eating so much power, it's it's definitely do- the GPU's is definitely doing work. So.
2: Hmm. That would definitely work, but ain't nobody in the real world got a watt meter, man.
0: I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe yeah uh all right uh one more serious one one more fun one uh liquidar uh saying see the, seeing the obscenely inflated prices on gpus on Newegg makes me wonder the prevalence of some of the supply and the background of the sellers are third-party sellers on Newegg reputable retailers or are they opportunistic fly-by-night operations the
2: answer varies <laughs> I would very much before I bought a one of those inflated scalped prices on a third party marketplace, be it on Amazon, be it on eBay, be it on New Egg, like look at their seller profile. If it's someone that has five years, 10,000 reviews, you know, four out of five star average rating, then they're probably reputable. They probably just have a, a sweet deal going on with a distributor and somewhere where they get the stuff. If it's someone who has, you know, started their account three months ago, has a two-star average rating and complaints against them, I wouldn't buy it. It's just, you know, use your smarts like you would buy anything online, but especially when you're buying hundreds of sensitive computer electronics that are worth hundreds of dollars. Okay. Uh, but also the
0: retailer, you get some protection from the retailer. Like Amazon's really good. I mean, because definitely some people on are selling, they feel kind of like, is this some. Person working out of a van kind of thing but amazon mm. protects you i imagine new does as well so that is that is something that might make you feel better
1: okay uh last question uh we gotta wrap it up um but uh thank you for everyone the, the awesome questions in the chat today uh, if we didn't get it to to it today hop over on our discord it in the, the full nerd questions thing, and, and we'll uh, channel and, and we'll get to it hopefully next week. Uh, so, last one is from a friend of the show, VC Jester, said, How has your writing style changed knowing that the fanboys and fangirls are ready to pick apart every word?
0: I, I would say, like, because I deal with it a lot too, but I you just, you know, you try to because you try to think, well, what is are they going to get angry about is it rational and uh, you know and and much as I think a lot of times you know the super fans are you know kind of crazy maybe they have a point maybe I look at this in in a test maybe I'm going to do this test and then I test that because I as much as I want to just outright dismiss them as sometimes just cuckoo for Cocoa Pups sometimes it's not sometimes they have a valid point so I do try to at least fact that in You know, um, but yeah, you definitely, you want to make sure you got it right. So maybe there's something you can, I always feel like maybe I can break through with the super vans and convince them that they just simply believe what they want to believe. But you know, it doesn't, it often doesn't work, but I still have to try.
2: My writing style hasn't changed whatsoever. I always try to be as open and honest and thoughtful about everything I write as possible. Uh, and I try to be very open on Twitter or when we used to have comments or on here, when people ask questions, like walk through my thought process. And like Gordon said, if someone has a point, then I'll check it out. But, you know, I believe I know what I'm doing and the way I'm explaining it. And I think that the way that people react to it doesn't matter to me. I'm here to explain the truth and help people with their lives and how to use these products. And just cause someone, who is potentially a fanboy gets mad about that, that doesn't change the way I behave.
0: And, and I'll say, I've done these things where sometimes it'll be like, well, okay, you need to look at this and this next time you get around to it in 12 months, you actually look at that and that. And it's like, Oh, look, you're still wrong. And the proof that they are definitely just simply partisans is they go like, well, you're faking or making it up. It's like, I did this exactly the way you were complaining in these circumstances You're still losing, and it's just clear that no matter what you can say to those people, it's – they're just – they just want to – it's like a sport – they're a sports team. And
2: that's useful, right? Like if a bunch of people say, oh, XYZ is happening only on these chips, and you test it, you go, no, it's not. Like that doesn't change the way you originally approached it. That doesn't change the way you approach this. It just shows that you're open to feedback and honestly trying to check these things out. So I don't know. I I grew up in the internet era. I have a lot of print – you know, experience as well. But I grew up since I very first started, I was getting yelled at for blog posts on maximum PC and stuff like that every day. (laughs) And you just can't pay attention to it all. You, I do read it all as much as I can and respond to as much as I can, but you can't let it affect you.
1: Uh, Yeah. I, I don't, I don't do a ton of writing, but I do, you know, uh, videos and I would say how it usually affects me is that I usually, I usually end up putting in more caveats than I probably would. Like, hey, I I know I could do this, but I did this because of X, Y, or Z, or or explaining myself, or even like uh, Elena, when she does her her case uh, unboxing slash tour videos, she almost always says, just an FYI, this is not a review. (laughs) She always, you know, reiterates that. She opens with it, yeah. Yeah, you know... I, I wish we didn't have to do that as much, uh, and, and and I guess we don't. But I I don't know. I I feel like I usually need to to put in uh, caveats more than well, I tor- yes. usually would.
2: Well, that's good so, though. That's you being a little bit more clear, adding some clarity. So that's, that's yeah. not necessarily a bad
0: thing. I don't think it's a bad thing because they are. You know, they're going to say, "Well, why didn't you do this?" And you say, "Look, I didn't do this because of this." Sometimes I do think like we should have like a Miranda card, like you read at the beginning of every unboxing or something, <laughs> like you have you have the right to say things publicly anything you say publicly can hit, be held against you later mm-hmm. in the court of public opinion you know it's just like you go through this and then people maybe they understand you know they're just being a super fan fanboy fangirl whatever fan be whatever they just they just no matter what you will never you will never accept reality because that's just they're they want to yell about things
1: uh, also, Tim Lau in the chat says, I'm a fanboy. My PC is air cooled. <laughs> I like that. Uh,
0: why, why air? Why not liquid? No,
2: just. He's a fanboy. Get it? The fans. Oh, I see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just thinking of all the people say, you shouldn't. No no more uh, CLCs. You got to use air. It's like. <laughs>
1: Also, we, we had a number of people uh, in the, the chat say that they they love their watt meter, Brad, and they feel personally offended. Oh, they're they're watt meter fanboys. Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I have one too. I love it
1: as well. I just don't think most people have one. <laughs> it's
0: handy to have, though. You can see how much power your television mm-hmm. uses, and we your have a lot at the office.
1: Maybe yeah. I should grab one. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Let's uh let's let's get out of here, Gordon. It's lunchtime.
0: It is lunchtime. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd for audio Listener, Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, please leave us a review. Every time you do, somebody goes out and buys a watt meter and uses it. Send questions and comments to the Full Nerd Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkis, Adios show, and Adam Patrick Murray's gonna hit the off switch
1: uh yeah thanks everybody for for hanging out uh brewer says maybe we should do a watt meter giveaway we'll we'll look at it on (laughs) that on the 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 back end so other people can enjoy the uh the watt meter love anyway see everybody it's it's awesome whoop and the button didn't
0: (laughs) oh i didn't shout out to Corey.